Hello and welcome back to KSKID Radio, where it's now time for Gardener's Question Time. We have a Mrs Granger with a question about her hydrangea. Hello, love. Hello, Mrs Granger. How My can hydrangea's help? not growing properly. His leaves are dying. What do we do? Well, plant it in a southerly facing position with plenty of ericaceous compost around it. Oh, thank you, love. I'll do that. Now we have a question here from Mrs Trellis of North Wales. Hello. Hello, Anne. What is your query about? Well, it's my husband. He's got this strange and unusual plant and he spends all his time with it. And I'm really worried it's taking over our lives. Oh, really? And what is it doing to take over your lives? Well, let me tell you how it started. He was down the marketplace one day. Barrio. And our final question is from Mr Jones of Northamptonshire about his talking succulent, which calls itself for some strange reason, Megalos. All I can say is, Mr Jones, try something more constructive. Try listening to the Staggering Stories podcast. So next week, Triffids. Welcome, 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 dear listeners, one and all, to this, the latest in our long line of Staggering Stories podcasts. I'm Crumbly. I'm Fake Keith. I'm Adam. I'm Stephen. And I, yes, I am... A man who wouldn't know one end of a trowel to the other. Ah, that much is certain. It is. I I can definitely Mm. say that. Some people have green fingers. I've got the touch of death. Plants. Mm-hmm. Oh dear. Yeah. Yes, and uh, where's Jean tonight? Well, Jean, I mean, I'm afraid she got beaten up. Mm, beaten up? Yeah. By gravity Ooh. and galloping old age. <laughs> so she, she had a fall. Yeah. yeah. I shall tell you exactly how it went. Mm-hmm. It went, dum de dum, I'm walking down the street like a cockney. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I fell down again. I'm on the floor. So the last sight we saw of Jean was Bill carrying her towards this rather large plant. No, no, Bill, Bill got told there was a sale on at the only remaining branch of HMV in London. Oh, so yeah. He, oh, right. was, he was gone. Yeah, oh, fair it. enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So hopefully Jean is at home, probably listening to us at the moment, cursing with a pack of frozen peas on her ankle. Mm. Uh, I think we can outrun her at the moment. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's later when she's healed up. That that's that's, that's problem, the time we're going to have to Which is it. when we blame it all on Stephen. Yes. Ah. <laughs> it's OK. Gina, I'm keeping your seat warm. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he's farting on it. Yes. <laughs> anyway, without further ado, talking plants besides, it's the news with El Presidente. Doctor Who news. Attack of the box set. The Colin Baker is making a bold bid to become the first classic Doctor to have all of his stories available on Blu-ray. And with the announcement of the season 22 box set, he will soon be a mere single story away. Yes, the next classic Doctor Who season Blu-ray box set has been announced and it is Colin Baker's first full season. This includes such stories as Attack of the Cybermen, Vengeance on Varos, The Mark of the Rani, The Two Doctors, Time Lash, Revelation of the Daleks and a fix with Sontarans. (laughs) Special features including a making-of documentary featuring Colin Baker and Nicola Bryant revisiting season 22 filming locations extended episodes and three in-conversation interviews with Matthew Sweet talking to Colin Baker, Nicola Bryant and the most evil Michael Grade. (laughs) There is no release date as of yet, but in the UK you can pre-order the eight-disc box set for around £45. So Mm. so have Mm. they given a full-package flight back to Spain? No, I think it's only UK (laughs) locations. (laughs) That's another holiday they've got off the BBC. They've gone to visit that patch of ground where the fake tree was. Ah, Ah, They're going back to Bliss Hill, I think. (laughs) 
which is where they did time the run. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and will they completely re-CGI the giant willy that uh, menaced uh, Nicola Bryant? That was Time Lash, wasn't yes. it? Yes. Yeah. 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 Maybe. They think they're doing special CGI stuff on Time Lash. So oh, right. Mm. Yeah, it's they, possible. They could do it on Time Lash. Mm, yeah. Yeah. The giant willy and the bendy lips warlords. <laughs> <laughs> the funniest things in it. The yep. bendy lipped warlords. <laughs> That's what they were. <laughs> they are the bendy lips warlords. It was like something out of Red Dwarf. <laughs> scum, scum, Over scum, to you, scum. bingy banshee. <laughs> scum, 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 scum. Oh, dear. Yep. <laughs> so only leaves Twin Dilemma. Yeah, I, I, for a few seconds I was trying to figure out which one it was, but Twin Dilemma just pitted in on the last season. Last season, yeah. 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 Star Trek! New seasons and where to find them. Ooh. Paramount Plus is continuing its efforts to extract money from Star Trek fans by announcing new seasons of Star Trek colon Discovery of this season. Star Trek colon Strange New Worlds, a second season. And Star Trek colon Lower Decks, a third season. Mm. Meanwhile, Star Trek colon Picard has been confirmed to end with its third season. Oh. Yeah. Well, he's Ca- 184 well, now. Yeah, <laughs> Currently shooting back to back with its second. Fans of an animated Janeway can also rejoice that it too has been picked up, this time for a second season of Kiddie Drama. For those of us in the UK, Picard and Lower Decks currently appear secure on Amazon Prime Video. But those itching for some STD, Adam, (laughs) or Strange New Worlds, will have to fork out some money to (laughs) howling... (laughs) Go on, breathe, breathe, you can do it. Would you like me to say it? That's quite right. Okay. (laughs) To howling mad Rupert Murdoch for a SkyQ subscription. For now, it appears this will be the only way to even be able to pay that extra for a Paramount Plus subscription. Mm. Ooh. Yeah. So, uh, Discovery was being shown on, what is it, Pluto TV. Yeah. So, are they going to snatch it back from that? And- I believe that's the plan. Yeah. I know it's only on Pluto because of the outcry and... Yeah, and even then it's impossible to find. Yeah, yeah. I tried to find it. You can't get it on catch-up. You only watch it on linear fashion, which means you've got to watch it at the right time. Which was probably yeah. three o'clock in the morning. And I couldn't um, even find it in the schedules. <laughs> <laughs> they haven't gone out of their way to advertise it. No, then. no, it's definitely in a disused lavatory, that sort of situation. Yeah. Beware of the leper. Yeah. Mm, oh, dear. <laughs> Doctor Who. Games of cardboard and silicone. Are you feeling playful? If so, then you'll soon be able to either play with others around the table or with yourself thanks to a mobile phone. Mm. Courtesy of the board game Don't Blink or a new untitled mobile game. The new Doctor Who board game Don't Blink will have one player acting as the Weeping Angels (laughs) and one to four playing the 11th Doctor, Amy and Rory. And that Clara. You should say, and that Clara. (laughs) (laughs) You can tell who wrote this. What do you mean? Gale Force 9, who are no strangers to Doctor Who games, will be bringing this out sometime around April. Mm. Meanwhile, the developer Eastside Games are working on a free-to-play mobile game for Android and iOS. This is said to be a narrative-driven game, but otherwise little is currently known. So, Gale Force 9, will it it have miniatures like their other game? I expect so. Apparently about 30 US dollars, so it's going to be about 30 pounds, probably. Also not bad. So, it may be just cardboard standees. (laughs) Who knows? Can I be the Weeping Angel? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, it's asymmetrical. You have one player as the baddies and the other the... Yeah. Or is it just the, one the weeping mob. angel? I'll be there. I'll be the eleventh doctor. Amy sat next to me. <laughs> he's, he's got to be Clara. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I can see the vein start to throb. Where's she gone? What? Couple Clara, she's gone. Oh, no, she did have to make room temporarily as I tried to get the TV up the stairs. My ah, new TV. TV. Have you, you've put her in the garden in the rain. She. <laughs> <laughs> Dissolving you as we speak. So she'll be all bent and warped and she like always was. Mind. <laughs> Any I, addendums? I have one. One addendum. addendum. Share I, your addendum. Only one addendum, but I have one after as well. Oh, good. Oh, hopefully it's this isn't your one. There is a new anti-poverty guide out. Uh, right. It's being championed by campaigner Jack Munro. Okay. The guide is called the Vimes Boot. Index. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, yes. Okay, because Vimes looks people's shoes to gain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> it, it is based on and inspired by Captain Samuel Vimes mm. of Discworld. Yeah, the watch. The yeah. actual inspiration comes from Men at Arms, the book Men at Arms. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. It basically tells you how expensive it is to be poor okay what does that mean so you have to being poor you have to spend more money than you do being rich oh i see i mean yeah yeah it's often true yeah things like metered electricity and stuff it, like it, that it yeah. was it was based on a paragraph from uh, men at arms vimes boot theory take boots for example he earned 38 dollars a month plus allowances a really good pair of leather boots cost $50, but an affordable pair of boots, which were sort of okay for a season of two and then leaked like hell when the cardboard gave out, right. cost you $10. Those were the kind of boots Vimes always bought and wore them until the soles were so thin that he could tell where he was in Ankh Morpok on a foggy night by the feel of the cobbles. <laughs> but the thing was that good boots lasted for years and years. A man could afford $50, had a pair of boots that's still keeping his feet dry in 10 years' time, while a poor man could only afford cheap boots and would have to spend $100 on the boots in the same time and would still have wet feet. Right, yeah, yeah. 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 And the great thing about it is, is that Terry Pratchett's estate and his daughter all back oh, they, they've back the use this. of it. The Vimes Boots Index is now being used by various charity organisations over the rate of inflation. Okay. So <laughs> as a more of a of a guide and, and index. literally using shoes or boots. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, how much did it cost you to pair of affordable boots over the pair of expensive boots? Okay. That are going to last you a lifetime. Mm, yeah. That are going to last you a lifetime. But if you bought the boots now, you won't have enough to eat for the rest of the month or you'll mm. probably be thrown out of your house. Mm. Mm. But you don't worry, you've got dry boots. <laughs> <laughs> I've got an addendum. Oh, What's yeah, your yeah. addendum? Well, the world knows my addendum. Oh, I don't. No. Yes, you do. What is it? <laughs> Rocky Horror, Eddie mm-hmm. has left us. Oh, yes. The mm. Mighty Meatloaf. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Is now. Off. Mm. Dead. 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 Mm. That was genuinely sad, yeah. wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. 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 Mick's fin is now, given he was allegedly an anti vaxxer. Well, I've never heard that. That's what I'd heard. No, I've never no. heard about that. No. no, I've never heard that. Never heard that one. <laughs> well, maybe it's not true then. No, I, I did like the um, Stephen Fry. Oh, yeah, Stephen Fry tweeted that he had the ability to be absolutely terrifying and wonderfully cuddly all at the same no. time. <laughs> <laughs> and how did he react to that? He didn't. He's dead. He did. He did not react too much when he's dead. <laughs> if a dead man retweets you, you <laughs> <laughs> something seriously wrong. Oh, I thought, yeah, so Stephen Fry said this while Meatloaf was still oh, alive. No. No. No, 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 that that was what Stephen Fry said after ah. he passed. <laughs> Any more addendums? Yes, I have Ooh. a Star Wars addendum. A couple of short ones in this. Electronic Arts and Lucasfilm Games have announced oh. they are working on three new Star Wars games um, in development with uh, from Respawn Entertainment. Um, so we're guessing another Jedi Fallen Order. Obviously, the next yeah. one won't be Fallen Order; it'll just be Star Wars Jedi. Yeah, the Colons, the next title, and then yeah, there's a couple of other games, a lot of new content coming out, and then the one I was most excited by—not in this team up, but we finally have a release date for Lego Star Wars: The Skywalker Saga. April the fifth. Yeah, we've been waiting so long. All right, <laughs> to have a lease, but waiting for so long to find out what's actually happening with this game. Because it's like many have been delayed because of COVID and other stuff. But yeah. finally going to get to live out Star Wars in those little blocky forms. Explore the galaxy far, far away. <laughs> but yeah, so that's me. Just more games to look forward to from Star Wars. And mm-hmm. Lego Star Wars is finally actually coming out in a few months. I think it's going to get expensive. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> May the force be with us all and yes. our bank accounts. Oh, speaking of things that aren't going to be expensive, Mm-mm. I got an email from Tony Jordan just checking I was going to Capitol. Oh, oh right, And yeah. I said, oh, yeah, I would love to. It's my birthday weekend, but I don't think I got a ticket. And he said, you're on the comps list. So, uh, yeah. I, yes. I still have a ticket. I have. I have my ticket from I have this. Yeah. Which I bought at the last one. Yeah, <laughs> they, they, they stand. I, I haven't Don't had... take it out; it'll disintegrate. Um, yeah. <laughs> Mine's on my desk upstairs. It's not uh, in such a poor condition. <laughs> mm. Oh, was that? It's, yeah, it's gone now. It's just a pile of dust on the floor. Uh, well, <laughs> never mind. Can't go now. Can't go now. I'm lucky. <laughs> Talking Doctor, I'd have another addendum. Oh, oh, uh, there's been a poll by the One Show. Oh, oh yes, the uh, yes. centenary of the BBC. 
And Doc 2 has come rather high in the poll for the most loved TV shows of all time on Ooh. BBC. Yeah. It came in at number two. Number, number two. two. Yeah. Behind yeah. Only Fools and Horses. Yes, yeah. blimey. Above Strictly Come Dancing, which is mm-hmm. the third. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else have we got? Forty Towers number seven, Blackadder at eight, Morecambe and Wise Show at nine, Vicar of Dibley at ten, Daz Army at eleven, Yes Minister, Prime Minister at fifteen, Sherlock at sixteen. I love the fact that things like Morecambe and Wise and Yes Minister are, are still mm, there. Still, still, still there. there. Yeah, still Some of the them are fairly up to their like, line of duty. Is, okay, it's yeah. probably 20 odd years old now, isn't it? <laughs> Call the Midwife is fairly high. Gavin Stacey, fairly high. Killing Eve at 13, which I think it won't be there in 20 years' time. <laughs> no, that's, no. A, that's the thing. It's things that are in people's memory. Mm, yeah. Oh, yeah. But that's good uh, news. Number two, losing to Only Fools and Horses is acceptable. Mm, yep. The chandelier sketch. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> Yeah, and the, the bar, bar sketch. Beats yes. a lot of good stuff there, that's for sure. And the Batman and Robin. And one final quick one then. Oh, go on then. New Target books announced. Oh, yes. yes. We're getting uh, Sons of Blood and Androids of Tara by David Fisher. We've already got those in the original form yeah, they, by Terrence Dean. They've come out before. But David Fisher has rewritten them for the audiobooks and they're, oh. they're now coming out oh. in a second form. Might be worth form. getting that one. More then. ways of getting money out of people. Hmm. Woo! <laughs> Fires Pompeii by James yep. Moran. Eaters of Light by Rony Munro. And Zygon Invasion by Peter Harness, which presumably is also... Zygon Inversion. I would yeah. assume. Yeah. So they're due out... Summer 2022, as we know. Excellent. <laughs> and that's the end of the news. Yeah. So <laughs> just in, Newport Tardis has been restored to its former glory. Oh, what has? Newport Tardis. Newport Tardis. Mm. What's a Newport Tardis? It's, it's a Tardis, Tardis Newport, a police box looks in like Newport. Police box. Oh, a police box. It's been restored. Newport police box. It's <laughs> a bright blue <laughs> oh, with a Tom Baker scarf around it. Oh, I remember mm. seeing that, yes. Myself and Fake Crumley must go to the one in uh, Boscombe, down in Dorset at some time. Right, we've been watching some Blu-rays. Or DVDs, in my Or DVDs. We've dug deep into the annals of history. (laughs) Sorry. Coming to the end of the Tom Baker era. Yes, quite literally. We've watched one that I don't remember ever actually seeing. (laughs) Likewise. (laughs) We've been watching Megloss. Mm -hmm. Pause for music. Okay, I got quite muddled up about this one. Mm. I always thought that there was a big um, feeling among certain parts of fandom that this was a brilliant story. <laughs> As no. it turns out, I was getting it muddled up with... Yeah. Um, so not the I <laughs> Quite frankly, anything else. <laughs> <laughs> the big 2014 DRM poll, it came out at number 231 out of 241. I'm not oh surprised. Dear. It was <laughs> not yeah. good. I wouldn't put it that bad it's that's because you fancy Layla Ward (laughs) it's it's mediocre it's a Tom Baker comedy half hour yeah it was meh it's a hangover from season 17 yeah if it it belonged more in season if if it appeared in season 17 Mm -hmm. it would probably wouldn't have been the best best story of that (laughs) season yeah maybe but there again it does have that memorable scene so everybody after three one two three we're stuck stuck in a chronic history we're stuck in a chronic history history. I was saying when we were coming over here Um, back in the days of the Fitzroy Tavern fan meeting gathering, mm-hmm. I remember um, there was one. this fanzine called Chronic Hysteresis, and yes. they missed a chance to be geniuses by not making every edition exactly the same as the last one so and have... charging people 50p for the year. Uh... Well, I would have had every page be identical myself. <laughs> <laughs> so you wouldn't even change the fact that it's issue one, issue two. Just no, like, it would just be the same one. one. Issue, yeah, same one. Yeah. <laughs> But that's Next the thing, issue. nobody would Same. know. So, what happens? Well, basically, canines busted. Mm-hmm. Again. So, yeah, again. So, the Doctor and Romana are trying to fix it. Tom mm-hmm. takes a trip. Meanwhile, Barbara has um, somehow <laughs> yeah. escaped from the horror that is London 1965 Indeed. and has become a high priestess. Yes. yes. Worshipping a D12. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. The Duo it was a, Decahedron. A very big D12. Very, very big D12. <laughs> well, for some of the episode, it shrank a little bit. <laughs> well, it must have been when they put it down in the sand at the end and it was a D12 mm. and then the uh, barrier came up to yeah. lift it, it was suddenly the size of a, of a, of a mammoth. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so, anyway, 
um, ooh, where are we? I've forgotten completely. The D12. Oh, yeah. The D12. People living underground on a planet, they've started worshipping this D12 that fell from the heavens. Well, half but of them. Half yeah. of them have. Yeah. The other half, it's a bit like the Sever team and the, the Tech, the Very, Tesh. Yeah, yeah. The other half are more reasonable, but are total wankers, quite frankly. <laughs> <laughs> very, very full of themselves. Got a great haircut, sir. Oh. <laughs> that was Romulan. Romulan um, haircuts. Mm. I'd say more. See the skull cap underneath. Yeah, yeah. Well, wasn't that I'd terrible? Say more, yeah. I'd <laughs> say more, uh, more UFO. Yes, that's what yeah. I said. Yeah. <laughs> UFO, but not. Except they weren't purple. Yeah. yeah. yeah exactly. Meanwhile, there's, there's a, this band of band of um, nasty so and sos, highly improbable pirates. Yep. Rap scallions to a man. Yes. And they're on a ship. Uh, they're dropping something off. They've got a big cactus on the ship. The cactus, for some reason, has kidnapped a human and <laughs> From absorbs the earthling. Mm. Because, you know, he's Megloss, blah, 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 blah. And I really kind of lost <laughs> track. Of <that>. <laughs> <laughs> I did struggle here. Yeah. 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 Episode three, I was really struggling to keep attention on it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I stayed until the bitter end. So. Well, this is, this is the thing, the bitter end. You know, Barbara escaped from London 1965. Mm. Yeah. Living the high life, sacrifices herself for some Time Lord binge she barely even tolerated. <laughs> yeah, that came out of nowhere for no reason. Yeah, yeah. she yeah. was too good for this world. <laughs> Do you think it's just because Jacqueline Hill fell over and they were still filming? <laughs> <Maybe>. So they <laughs> thought, we might as well make her dead. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one of the things that I noticed in this, and uh, it, this, this might be slightly sacrilegious, <gasps> Tom Baker is not really that much good of an actor. What? Playing the Megalos, you mean? But, Playing mm. the Megloss, Rob. There, there was hardly any difference between oh, Megloss and well, the Doctor. It was, was Megloss was... trying to be the Doctor. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah but, but, but when he was Megloss with the pirates, yeah. it was still very much... <laughs> I think he can write I, that off as him being imbued with the as a, essence of the doctor yeah, in some way. Yeah, I, no disrespect. <laughs> he's playing. He's been playing himself for the past seven years. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've only seen him in a handful of things. Ignoring Doctor Who, I've only seen him in a handful of things. Um, Seventh Voyage of Sinbad, Frankenstein Lives, and Blackadder. Blackadder is quite mm. different. Yeah. Yeah. And we saw, well, his, his, we saw his bum going up and down in The Lives and Loves of a She-Devil. <laughs> okay. But, yeah, the, yes. to, to my mind, he doesn't seem to have a lot of range. He, he's fantastic as the Doctor, but yeah. I think I've got the feeling the Doctor is more... Tom Baker than it is the Doctor. <laughs> Keith is just annoyed because his childhood's loves are gradually shattering around him. So <laughs> <laughs> he did a fairly decent job, being a bit colder as Megalos. But... <laughs> one one mm. thing I did notice when the Doctor's on the pirate's ship, yeah, for the first time ever, I think, as the Doctor, when he wasn't using it as a weapon, he felt a bit warm and took his scarf and coat off. <laughs> So that we can yeah. tell the difference between yeah. him and Megloss. Yeah. yeah, never done that before. No, yeah. <laughs> and wasn't uh, without his coat on, Tom Baker, bless him, was very very slender. Yes, he did. Yeah. He, he looked yeah. like he's been losing weight by he that. Did, point, he was he? ill. Yeah, yeah. During during the making of this season, I think he was very very ill. Yeah. Uh, at one point in time, I, I seem to remember it. You're going to laugh, but I seem to remember reading that the hair went straight. His hair yeah. stopped curling. Yeah. So yeah. he was very ill during this. Blimey. Mm. So during the first part of this season. Mm. But yeah, considering I pressed the play button thinking, OK, let's see what the hype's about. And then <laughs> quite quickly realised that even, no even no. fandom at its most rabid <laughs> yeah. would no, be going, eh, well, it's go OK, but I wouldn't yeah. watch it again. One thing that puzzled me, when we saw, saw Megloss in its true form, you know, sort of slithering <laughs> across, across the floor... Yes. The light why, wave. Why did it choose the form of a cactus, knowing it would be stationary and stuck in a well, pot all the time? Because he's a, he's a bad guy. He's a prick. This is thought of the adventure game when we went into that. Room. <laughs> Ronda, Ronda. <laughs> it had the, the plant, yeah. and if you look at the background, it had like that the, the shapes, yeah, yeah. The, 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 the patterned wall. The, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah it looked like that final game. Yeah, to yeah. get across to the exit. <laughs> Janet Fielding failed to do that. She yeah. plummeted to her wibbly wobbly doom and, and had to walk back. Yeah, ah. back home, yes. <laughs> from whatever, Gronda, whatever plan it was. <laughs> <laughs> there was a couple of firsts. I seem to remember mm. the the miniature work. That was really good. Was, oh, good. Well, it yeah. used the... Well, the scene sync. Yeah, yeah they, they managed to grab hold of the stuff that they used for Star Wars, i.e. the uh, computer control.
controlled camera. Yeah, I don't think it was used in Star Wars. It's similar tech. It, is, it, is in, it was inspired by yeah, the yeah, stuff yeah. that was used in Star Wars. So literally, they had slaved two cameras together. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you had one which was on the miniature, mm, one was on the yes. action. As you move one, it moved the other in time. Yeah, it, it was computer-controlled uh, uh, cameras. I was very impressed by that because, I mean, as you say, the older colour separation scheme. Yeah, they had shadows. I know. When, when you walk, sort of walking yeah. across the miniature, they had shadows. But sometimes they didn't have legs or lower bodies. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, yeah. take credit where it's due. <laughs> you imagine if you've been like eight years old at that point and the doctor's walking towards you and suddenly he's a severed torso. <laughs> <laughs> imagine the terror. <laughs> well, I think it's a sign he didn't suddenly scream, blood splurt everywhere and you fall on the floor. The doctor, a, he wouldn't yeah. do that. No, exactly. Still <laughs> severed. Did Romana do anything in this? Um, <laughs> she got caught by bell plants. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's right. canine. Yeah, she yeah. fixed canine several times. Oh, yeah, she by, did. By, several by, times. By, by moving the tail. Yeah, several times. <laughs> yeah, the entire first episode, they're stuck in the TARDIS. Yeah, yeah. Mm, yeah. My favourite character in the whole thing was the rather gormless pirate. Great yeah. hack. Something yeah. like that, with, the, with the massive the, eyebrows. The, the second yeah. command, yeah. Who, who loved the coat. He mm. did love the coat. He got, <laughs> yeah. just, he got two coats in the end. Oh, yes. <laughs> Easily bought. Yeah. It's an odd one. It's trying to be funny, but this has been script-edited by, by Bidmead, doesn't it, yes. at this point? And Christopher H. Bidmead. Not known for his sense of humour. Yeah, I think he's excised a lot of the humour. Yeah. So it feels like it's trying to be funny, but it isn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because of that. It's been, t- what, what humour there has been is toned down a lot. Yeah. I mean, and the, Tom the... has been told to rein his in, I think. <laughs> well, yeah, cer- certainly on this season, it's yeah. one of the reasons why he finally thought, I've had enough. Yeah. Because the humour was pulled right back mm. after Douglas Adams. Directed by Terence Dudley. I'm never really quite sure what the director brings to it, but it feels like there was no stakes, no tension, no, no build-up, no ebbs and flows it's, it's, to it. Yeah, it seems to be very much by rote. Yeah. I, I mean, assume that's the director's fault. Yeah. <laughs> the most just, risky things in the whole thing were the plants on the planet's surface. Mm, and yeah. Yeah, sort of just stayed away from them. There was no, well, no real threat. No, there's this potential war between the two factions, which... Not that you'd noticed. They were getting on quite well. well they yeah. were, actually, yeah. <laughs> Desperately grabbing for anything to praise it. Go on. <laughs> I, 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 the jungle set... Yes, oh, right. I would have to say, yeah, yeah they, they, not bad. It's during that period when they did decent jungles, unlike in a, about a year's time, Kinder, where you could see the stage floor; it was very flat. <laughs> yeah, they seem to have a lot of earth and it's very so much mm. stuff yeah. to mm. clamber over. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's just one thing that I think they did excel at is, is the jungle floor in this one. Yeah, but then at the end of the story, the the power source is gone, and yep. these people have left to fend themselves yeah. in this deadly jungle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It? Which is pretty much it. Yeah, which is the reason they went underground in the first place. Exactly, yeah. 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 Once, Where they were living quite happily. Yeah. Yes. One, one scene I found rather unconvincing, to say the least. One? <laughs> no, where um, Tom was about to be sacrificed by having that rather large stone. Sort of. Oh, yeah. He was just lying there thinking... Oh, Looking at the ceiling, there's a bit of a crack there, and he's plastering. Was, was, was it? I can't remember if you said it or I said it. Was and we will sacrifice him, and it zoomed in on the doctor's face, going, oh, and he's thinking, "Damn, why did I get rid of Sarah Jane? This is her job." <laughs> yeah, yeah so there, was, there was no fear or terror of impending death on his face. He was just going, oh, "I'm stuck here for the moment." <laughs> yeah, ho hum. Mm. Yeah, yeah, a bit unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> what I'd not seen before. I may have seen it on first transmission. I have no memories mm. of it, but I've yeah, same, not watched them out. I think I yeah. may have seen it once or twice yeah. before, but mm. it's not one I'm ever desperate to go back no, to. I can see why. <laughs> it was actually one of the first Target books I had because I really want. I remember really wanting to see it because the, the cover, cover. Yeah. had the Doctor as a cactus, mm. yeah. and I was Quite like, oh, I wonder what that's makeup. about. Well, yeah. yeah, that that is something again. Praise is is yeah. it was damn good cactus makeup. Yeah, I remember also seeing that one at Madame. Two swords when they, yeah. when they had the who exhibit yes, I do yeah, that. I'm very yeah. familiar with the image of him as a character so yeah. I've yeah. never seen the story and now you wish you hadn't yeah <laughs> <laughs> doesn't quite live up to the great photo of yeah. the Doctor as a character and, and bits of the music which appeared on the first Doctor Who the music yes yep. Yep. was that Mark Ayres Paddy oh. Kingsland oh, oh, Paddy. oh it's, uh, it's an interesting one episode one is Paddy Kingsland but two to four Peter Howell oh, right. apparently right. Peter Howell was ill he couldn't do the first episode so it fell to Paddy okay and then he took over when he was well again. I can't really tell the difference between the music. Mm. Well, I think we've patted out. I think we have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
We'd like to know what you chaps thought of Megalos. This involves you actually having to watch it. Can you explain to us why he needed a human, an earthling? Yeah. I think, I think so. yeah, it was never explained during the episode. But again, the target book, they're allowed right. a couple of extra pages. Because I, <laughs> yeah. I think there's actually, a, in the target book, there's a prologue where um, Gudden, the, the Brigadoons, actually kidnap the guy from Earth. Right. The Brigadoons. Yeah, they, they, <laughs> they seem to be based on Mongols, because mm, that was the yeah. look of the costume. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there, there was a reason, I think, it needed the uh, organic body for okay. processing then, or, or whatever. At the, the doctor just left him there. No, no, no he, he took him home. Oh, no, 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 he took <laughs> him in. Yeah. Oh, good. Because there's that whole thing, oh, my wife's going to kill me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, was, yeah. that was funny. And, and it does actually <laughs> kick off the beginning of the end for the fourth doctor. Because right at the end, you mentioned Romana has to be taken back to Gallifrey, which is what they're trying to do in oh, uh, yes. Full Circle, yeah. which so kicks off the... Full Circle next, is it? Yeah. Good yeah. grief, yeah, yeah. Which, over to E-Space yeah. next. Which yeah. kicks off the E-Space Circle, yeah. which is opened up by Logopolis. So yeah. this is the, the end. Yeah, this is the beginning. It's a, a loose story arc. Yeah. Very loose, but... Mm. Gosh, we had it an old two minutes there. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> right, as I said, watch Megloss. Tell us what you thought of it. Write to us via show at... Staggering. Stories. Dot. Net. Stephen. Yes? You're being glared at. <gasps> oh, no. Yeah. I am... He's over there in the corner. From one prickly person to another. Mm. Oh, yes. Mm. Nice one. Nice mm. one. I thought that was rather good. Yep. Oh, he's glaring at me smooth. now. Yep. Oh, oh no, so he's quite really jagged. <laughs> one, two, three. Hello, Hello Head of Pertwee. I'd like to complain. Cardboard Clara has gone. What have you done to her? Is she tied to the London to Brighton line? Well, that orange glow where she used to stand has gone now. What have you done to her? A bit. Uh, oh. She's somewhere after this. She, she's wandered off, her? has she? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I still think she's been tied down over in Ifield in the London to Brighton. It's raining. <laughs> she's dissolving <laughs> as we speak. <laughs> she's been, she's been hung up on the back of the bathroom door. Ooh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he's, he's hung her up behind the loo and just aims. Oh. <laughs> it, it, it's the splat and dribble effect. Oh. 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 Hi, Terry. Because you've got projectile uh, <laughs> diarrhea. Let's face it, she's had worse things spat at her. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone say hello to Terence. Hello, hello Terence. Dangerous Churchill. Churchill, Nazi, Nazi Spock. Spock. Various. Yes, various nebulas. Various ponds. Hello, Moomin and various... <laughs> Grogu's. <laughs> poor Clara. Poor, poor Clara. <laughs> and now, over to Stephen with a 30-second recommendation. Hi, hello. OK, so I have been playing Pokemon Legends of Arceus, or Arceus, however you say it. Uh, it's a new open-world RPG Pokemon game, which is very different to the previous Pokemon games. And it's proper open-world. You can go and catch the Pokemon. They appear right in front of you. You can actually throw Pokeballs, and you can even run around and move as there's combat between the Pokemons. And there's a really cool story. Um, that's my very quick summary. Go! He kept a 30 seconds. That's impressive. Which, which platform's it on? It's on Nintendo Switch. See, Keith, that's how you do a 30 second recommendation. You don't waffle on for four minutes and 38 seconds. <laughs> Learn from the better man. <laughs> that, my boy, is how it's done. <laughs> I'm being mocked. You are. You'll be mocked even more if we can't get the five, four, three to go out of the actual (laughs) (laughs) recording. (laughs) Oh, we're sorry. (laughs) You did a very good job. Me. Oh, God. Feed me. Feed me more. When you, you said that and initially I thought we were doing the idiot's lantern again. I thought I'd watched the wrong thing. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> We've been watching Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah. Pause for music. Do up. Right. I learned a thing. Oh, what thing did you learn? I honestly didn't know there had been a 1960s version of this. Neither did I. No, I did. I, I did. knew there'd been a stage play. 
And um, musical, obviously, yeah. I knew there was a 1986 one because mm-hmm. it's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. But I never knew there was a 1960 uh, uh, version. Yeah. Roger Corman, yeah. I, I don't I, think I, I did either. I remember, I think, reading briefly about it in Starburst when the 86 version came out. Makes sense. Ah. It just mentioned it was based on a Roger yeah, Corman. Yeah, it's quite a tale, apparently. Right, quick, quick rundown. Right. Okay. Boy works in flower shop. Flower shop. Based on Skid Row, Skid Row bad place yes. to be. Not a lot of money around. Boy finds strange and unusual plant. Do what? <laughs> a strange and unusual plant attracts people to the shop. Shop starts making lots of money. Plant gets ideas above its station. Shenanigans ensues. Oh, yes. <laughs> and there are two yeah. alternative endings. There yes. are. They're very different. Yes. <laughs> yeah. right. I think the second alternative, the alternative ending, is based more with the stage play. Yes. Mm. Can I just say the the 1986 ending? Yes. Where the, the ult- monster rampage. The alternate. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Basically, watching that, <laughs> it's as if. A 12-year-old kid has been writing a horror story yeah. and it's got this plant that eats people and that's so cool and it's eaten that person and that person and it's really loud and that. And then their mum calls them for dinner and they go, oh, crikey, OK, mum, I'll be right down. And the plant destroyed the city, the end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, question yeah. mark. <laughs> Whereas the 1960 version, the plant eats everybody, Seymour, Audrey, yeah. Mr Mushnick, yeah. mm-hmm. yeah. and its pods have all their faces yeah. in it. And they're oh, all yeah, quite yeah, upset okay. and sad. Yeah. You know, and what is it? The original theatrical version is the plant manages to electrocute himself ah. by when he destroys the, the building. And Seymour and Audrey One go to the little cottage somewhere it's green. Oh. And in, it's all happening. And then in the garden, you've got a baby Audrey Two just smiling. <laughs> That's the theatrical version. That's yeah. the theatrical version. Yeah. I think the stage play, the plant wins. Yeah, in the stage play, it dominates. And how it's, they do it on stage, I'm well, uh, <laughs> if, if Jean was here, she'd be able to tell you. Oh, she's seen it, isn't she? Uh, but yeah, she's seen it. It ends. Rather like the 60 version and the extended version, yeah. i.e. all the people who have been eaten pop up as plants <laughs> and <laughs> sing okay. somewhere it's green where oh. the, the whole place goes greener and greener yeah. and green. So you get the idea that it has taken over and dominated the world. Right. Uh, another yeah. interesting thing about the 1960 version mm-hmm. is that a very young Jack Nicholson oh, gets oh, 15th billing. Yeah. Yes. He is literally first, one uh, from bottom on the cast. Yeah. This is his first film, isn't it? He, yeah, he it's, played it's, the Bill Murray, yeah. the Arthur mm. Denton. Brilliant. Yeah, if it's not fi- <laughs> if it's not his first role, it's amongst his yeah. first. Yeah, because he uh, plays the dentist freak. Oh, good grief, yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah the, the dentist junkie. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. This... Lollipop! Lollipop! <laughs> no matter which version you watch, this and how, no matter what you silly. think of the ending, it's just so wonderful. Oh, yeah. 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 And talk about the faces in the 1986 version. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I didn't great, spot yeah. Mar- Miriam Margulies as the yeah. nurse. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And the Danny nurse. John Jules was one of the doo-wop guys. Yes. Yeah. Wait, yeah. what? I didn't know. The, 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 yeah. 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 Yeah, he only gets one scene or one he only shot gets, really. I think He's literally, his line is, do up. Yeah. Okay, I need to go back. Oh, no, he was Skid Row bum number three or something. Oh, right. Uh, Wasn't that Travis Scott Martin? John Scott Martin, the Dalek guy, was Skid Row bum number three. Yeah, he was there with his big hair. Yeah. I I just (laughs) thought that it was directed by Yoda. Yeah. 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 I did like the music in it, as I say. I mean, there's a cappella rock and roll do you up. I mean, everything. Yeah. 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 Very catchy tunes. Mm. Yeah. Ellen Green, who played Audrey. Crack. I know. I know she's pretty kind of. But when she was singing her main. Oh, that girl had some lungs on her. She was from the stage play. Yeah, she was. I think she was the only one who came from the stage to the film. Yeah, I think she was so very, very good. And Steve Martin, oh Mm. my word. (laughs) (laughs) The psychotic dentist. I like the fact that he jumped off the bike and then looked at it to to stop. He was insane. Shades of the Fonz. Yeah. 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 I'm I'm glad I recommended it because it was good watching it (laughs) again. Oh, God. I'd never seen it before. 
Oh, it's what did you think? Yeah, it's quite fun. Musical is not really my thing. I'm not quite sure what the point of the singing and dancing is, but it's a fun, yeah, a fun story. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but whenever I look at Rick Moranis, me, I just think Lewis Tully. Yeah, this is a couple of years after. <laughs> yeah, yeah after Ghostbusters. Yeah. And um, Seymour Krellboyne, many years later, the name Krellboyne was taken on by Malcolm in the Middle for the yeah. class of really smart kids that Malcolm yeah. was a member of. They were known as the Krellboynes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> also, I, I did like the scene introductions and the narration by the best way to scrum sum them up is the 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 crowd of gods the greek chorus the ronettes like, yeah, like we yeah. said they, they they took the idea into hercules the cartoon yeah, as well yeah mm-hmm. oh okay there was, yeah, there was some cool like transitions and stuff as well um like in the scenes like my favorite one that i like noticed most obviously was when you got a scene where the guy's in the dentist chair he's told to spit so he spits and then it cuts straight over to water yeah, coming out yeah been coming out and onto skid row yeah. <laughs> I was like that was lower of course we can't talk about it without talking about the amazing voice of Levi Stubbs oh good grief <laughs> <laughs> the four tops yeah. as Audrey too. that yeah. man can sing yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And what a great uh, effects as well. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Totally. If you're, uh, As I said, it was done by um, uh, Frank Oz. Yeah, Frank Oz, yeah. So uh, he's brought a lot of his Muppet know-how. Yeah. 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 50 people yeah. doing the full-size oh, Audrey yeah. compare that to the Audrey, Audrey 2 in the 1960s. Yeah. Although even that was 1960, yeah. even then, yeah. that wasn't bad. So you that know, was done on a it was, budget of virtually zero. It, yeah. it looked like what... You, I don't. I might just be the only kid that ever did it, but you used to pretend your Easter he- Easter egg was yes, making uh, a yeah. making a mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Speaking of mouths, Audrey too had a rather voracious appetite, as Here's we all touch. know. Mm-hmm. The scene where um, yeah, Seymour is carrying Audrey's body almost reverentially oh, yeah. Yeah, towards Audrey too. The, the dark ending, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it. then yeah. lays yeah, her with she... her head hanging out, so when Audrey yeah. closes its mouth, her head's going to roll across the floor. <laughs> but she gets just, dragged in. It's just yeah. the way it's all... It's like... Yeah, a god sitting there waiting, you know, waiting mm. for tribute. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But one difference, in the 1960 version, Seymour doesn't kill anyone. No. He, um. it's, a, it's a spate of questionable accidents. Yeah. But that, and that's how he gets the body. But in the, in the 1986 one, he has no qualms with um, chopping, people chopping up, up the dentist with an mm. axe. Yeah, but he didn't and... kill the dentist. The dentist died by accident. But yeah. he um, chose the dentist to die. He went there to kill the dentist. Well, this is yeah. This I think is quite a significant difference to my mind between the sixties and the eighty-six version. Yeah, Audrey wasn't involved with the dentist. Yeah, well, in the sixties, yeah. you don't get the sense that Audrey is manipulating events. She's just there. She's being fed. Mm-hmm. In the eighty-six version, you get a sense of somehow. It's manipulating probabilities. Tui, yeah, yeah, Tui. It's, it's Audrey, yeah. yeah, it's it's creating these events. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's much more orchestrating. Yeah. yeah much more manipulating. Manipulating. Uh, yeah. Seymour and yeah. So I've got just a couple of quick behind-the-scenes things on oh, the yeah. article got, here. Got, lay them on. Um, at the time it was produced, Little Shop of Horrors was the most expensive movie in the history of Warner Bros. It had a budget of $25 million, yeah. besting the previous record holder of Aliens, um, $18 million budget. Free. Wow. Yeah. The entire movie was filmed on the largest soundstage at Palace yeah, Studios, which was the 007 yeah. stage. Yeah. There's yeah. um, all British actors in there. Like you said, Ellen Green was cast as Audrey. Um, yep. Prior to her casting, Cindy Lauper and Madonna were considered for the role. <laughs> oh. Eddie Murphy was also considered to voice um, Audrey too. Okay. That could have worked. Not sure what his singing voice yeah, is like. I don't know. There were zero green screen effects. Um, mm. There were no digital optical effects. Green screens or CGI used in the making. To achieve the various sizes of Audrey 2, six different sizes of the plant were constructed. Three different scales of Mushnick's flower shop were also built, allowing production to work on different sizes of the plant simultaneously. <laughs> All right. um, once filming wrapped each day, the plants had to be scrubbed, patched, and repainted for the following day. No wonder it cost so much. Well, so, so I, I can believe that the uh, soundstage thing, because the set of Squid, Squid Row is very good, but does look... Yeah, doesn't look authentic mm-hmm. if you understand. It, what I mean, it's, yeah. it's it's a massive place and very in depth and intricate, but, but it still looks like a set. Yeah, yeah, and it's I, I think deliberately so because it's a musical. It's, yeah, 
I think it's, it's heightened it's reality. It's made to look like the stage, isn't yeah. it? Like yeah. the stage show. Yeah, it's sort, yeah. Of, sort of heightened reality. Yeah. Of course, one other major difference is in the 1960 version, Seymour creates Audrey 2 by crossing a Venus flytrap with something else. Yeah. yeah. And in the 1986 version, it's a... <laughs> total, total eclipse of, of the sun. sun. It got very dark. It did. <laughs> and <laughs> Audrey appears. And I love yeah. the fact yeah. the old Chinese gentleman sold it to me anyway. <laughs> smiling. You notice smiling <laughs> while he was doing it. Shades of Mogwai. Yeah, I would, would never have imagined that Rick Moranis could sing. He was a fully versatile, versatile versatile thank you yeah. actor <laughs> yeah yeah the full gummer and the full range and yeah it's a relatively good singing voice yeah it seemed to be to me but yeah <laughs> but i was telling keith um i was looking up some of the singers because there was just some amazing voices in there and the uh the woman who played the bag lady who started the skid row song oh yeah really really good voice i'm thinking oh what else did she do what she did was she died a couple of years after this came out she didn't even make it to 60 but she had a cracking set of lungs on her the corridor crew did a a thing talking about audrey too yeah having seen that i could see it but apparently for a lot of it they filmed it at sort of half speed they couldn't do the mouth movements of yeah. Audrey 2 in real time. Yeah. Uh-huh. It, so much effort was involved in getting well, could, the mouth it is in very, shape. Yeah. It is very articulate. Yeah. It's very manipulative. In fact, it looks yeah. so smooth, though. It's because yeah. they're filming it at half speed. So, so uh, Rick Moranis was miming his words yeah, and at half speed. and walking at half speed. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. I didn't yeah. know that. And if you know that, makes, you can sort of see it. But it, make, it makes what he does, did even more impressive. Yeah, yeah. yeah it does, yeah. Obviously, they, they cut sometimes just on him. Yeah. And yeah. the plant yeah. just moving in the background fairly nondescript There fashion. was a lot of jumping in that pot going on. In the yeah. <laughs> but uh, when you, the actual lip movements are really choreographed, that's yeah. done at uh, half speed or something like that. Yeah. One bit I was sorry they cut out of the 86 version in the 60 version was the guy who survived by eating plants. Oh, <laughs> God, yeah. Oh, really? Would, yeah, the guy kept... And he was played by... I can't remember who he was played by, but he went on to be... Every cop that's ever been on he's, telly. He's, he's, <laughs> is that the guy from uh, the Gremlins? Yeah, guy Gremlins. from Gremlins. Yeah. He yeah, was yeah. in Star Trek Past Tenses. Yeah. But, he, but he would come in, uh, ask for a, bu- a bunch of gladioli, and then stand oh, and peed them. Yeah. <laughs> the plowman. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's one of those faces that you recognise because he's been in virtually mm. everything. Yeah. And he's yeah. got a distinct... Never hit big, yeah. but yeah. was a, a jobbing actor. In the background, yeah. yeah. And he hardly changed... No, that's no. 1960, and Gremlins is what 80, 83, four. So yeah, 20, 25 years later, I think it hardly he, changed. Yeah, I think he's only died recently, within the last yeah. year or two. One last little quick tidbit that I Go found: there was a double crane shot. So when there was the elevated pull away of Audrey after she completed the solo number of Somewhere That's Green, mm. not one but two large cranes were needed to achieve the lengthy shot. The logistical challenge required two film cranes sitting on top of each other, Whoa. with the camera quickly transferred from one to the other as the first reached its height limit. That's <laughs> a, why, why can I hear health and safety? Yeah. Yeah. And that, so, the... that song is a, it's an absolutely lovely song which yeah. has been ruined by Family Guy. Oh, really? Again? <laughs> Yeah. yeah, there's a version yeah. version where Herbert, the um, yeah. paedophile, is, is doing a duet with Chris. Okay. <laughs> it's amazing. It went from a low-budget film in 1960. Yeah. It was written over a weekend or something like that yeah. because they knew they had these sets. Their exactly. sets weren't built for the film. Yeah. This, we've got these sets left over. Let's use them. Can you use them for something? Yeah, low-budget yeah. flop, if I remember. So right. Corman came and said, yeah, we can use these sets and yeah. wrote the story around the sets they had. Then it gets to be a major budget film. In- yeah. But it's funny, though, because I said, you know, the 86 version became a total cult classic. Mm. But why didn't the 60 version? It had all the makings. Yeah. It had, you know, it's just it was just bloody odd, which usually yeah. is all it takes. <laughs> Not quite such an outright comedy, maybe. No, that's the thing. I think it, it got a bit too serious at points. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, despite it being a, obviously a comical concept. Yeah. Also, it's a real shame that theatrical version is as it is. Because they cut out is twenty three minutes longer the uh, the, the, the special edition cut mm. yeah. with the the full destruction at the end. So there's one or two songs which are get entirely cut from the I think, theatrical uh, edit. Again, and... I think that was down to suits 
at the time they didn't want a downbeat film they wanted to end it high and optimistic get everything fluffy nobody's going to like or watch something that ends with the destruction of the earth it was uh, yeah the test screenings yeah and everybody yeah, hated I think it. actually when they released the uh, 1998 version onto VHS they then tried to call back it before after two weeks after it was released to then release the director's cut oh right oh, so how did it end because the version I've only version I've ever seen is the one we watched mm, with where, uh, the destroying of the world at the end. Yeah. how did the other version end well like I said you, you got the, the big green mama from outer space yeah. song where he's pulling down the entire building yeah but instead he shoves two tentacles into oh, electrical and, he... uh, yeah, yeah. and zaps himself and they Blows go off and, and then yeah after. they go off and mm. live happily ever after at the cottage you saw from somewhere that's green we no, get I... a quick yeah recital of that they walk into the cottage and then there's an Audrey 2 I see I wouldn't have found that funny it's just the idea that we've had this this film this fast paced mm, film yeah. and then we have 15 minutes of two, yeah. of two plants, plants trashing yeah. the city <laughs> <laughs> and that's what made me think you know 12 year old kid yeah, <laughs> yeah. the budget on that, that final segment yeah. alone yeah. must be huge well, as I say literally they are decent big and powdery because they get shredded buildings yeah yeah <laughs> all those taxis going flying yeah <laughs> and people the extras yeah. running backwards and forwards yeah. screaming and waving their arms not yeah. cheap those extras no <laughs> no you have to pay them slightly more than cost because they're screaming so the, ah, they're, they're talking noise <laughs> yeah they're yeah. making a noise they're not just running it was the two that got out of the taxi that looked up and then ran away and then you see the taxi <laughs> go flying <laughs> yeah poor taxi driver <laughs> right you've all seen little shop of horrors so why don't you tell us what you thought about it you can write to us via show. At, <clears throat> at. Adam's voice broke! <laughs> oh, we knew you could do it. At. Staggering. Stories. Dot. Net. I'm just a mean green mother from space and I'm Dear listeners, you've been writing to us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. That's so kind. It's so nice of you to say that. But he was being nice. He's been so nice to me. Shush now. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I get the stick out again. Feed you to the plant. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say, shut up, we'll feed you to a plant. Right, kicking off the proceedings, we have one here from Forrest. Hello, Forrest. Forrest says, fake Keith speculates, Yaz and Dr. Bonk like rabbits. I think I said boink. (laughs) (laughs) But doesn't know what happens next. Isn't it right there in the the, uh, finale premise? The Doctor gets so excited she regenerates. New Doctor needs a new console room due to atomised Yaz. (laughs) All over the old one. Forrest. Okay. Okay. Thank you, Forrest. If I may, ooh... Ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> We've heard from Sandro. Hello, Sandro. Sandro says, Good day there, Steggers. <laughs> oh, you're going to come and stick to that. I am. <laughs> Hope your first full month of the new year has been a good one. Mine has been good and busy. So busy that I'm only getting around to doing predictions now. Hopefully this doesn't count as cheating. No. I'll try not to make any predictions based on what has happened so far this year. That's not so much predictions as reporting. (laughs) Firstly, looking back on last year's predictions, and as usual with mine, I've blended hopes and fears and etc. into one big mess of satirical pop culture cynicism. Number one, Jodie Whittaker will announce she's leaving Doctor Who, however Chibnall will stay on. Half of this is correct. Granted, the part that is correct was very predictable. Hopefully the next Doctor will stay on for longer than three seasons. Number two, Doctor Who season 17 will be remastered. And he's crossed out. It's a shame this didn't come true. I'd have loved for Keith to watch this one. Brackets. Sandro has since noted that this did come true. (laughs) Three. I'm watching you. I'm watching you. Eye on you. Star Trek colon Picard will be cancelled. Well, the second season hasn't started airing yet, but they have already confirmed a third season. I probably won't watch it, though, which means I've cancelled it from my watch list, which means that this prediction is correct. And it's correct anyway. And, well, I'm not sure cancelled, but they're certainly not not continuing beyond three. Number four, Zack Snyder's Justice League will be okay at best. This is wrong. And I'm glad it's wrong because I really wanted this to be good. And it was. Mm. Um, It's a Zack Snyder one. I don't (laughs) think you're correct. 
<laughs> Number five, DC would make bad stuff. <laughs> nah, they did all right this year. Good on you, DC. Hmm. Number six, everyone would get sick of superheroes. This was close to coming true. With WandaVision in January 2021, the return of the MCU was off to a great start. Mm -hmm. Everyone was talking about it. Same with Loki, but then with Eternals, which is good, by the way, and Hawkeye, the discussion seemed to drop off. I've just finished watching Hawkeye. It was kind of awesome. <laughs> the MCU was once again becoming something people just lived with. The prediction like almost came true. <laughs> but then Spider-Man mm. became the biggest movie of the year. One of the biggest of all time. Helped the spread of a virus, but also helped the spread of happiness and a childlike wonder at how great <laughs> these sort of movies can be. Oh, what a great movie. Anyway, the prediction was wrong. <laughs> Number seven. The majority of big budget blockbusters will get poor receptions and underwhelming box office numbers. Unfortunately, the opposite happened. Marvel movies made all the money, mediocre action films starring The Rock got all the streams, and original stories with medium budgets and something new to say fell to the wayside. Oh well, at least the Marvel movies were good. Number eight, William Shatner will become <laughs> Lord Emperor Supreme of Earth. <laughs> I mean, he is good friends with Jeff Bezos now, so yeah. this came true. <laughs> well, that was a long email. Here's what I'm going to do person reading this right now you've done well i'm proud of you and i'm happy to call you my friend i'm going to give you a break and press the send button on this email then i'm going to start writing another email with my 2022 predictions hopefully adam will give that second email to a new reader let's see if this works sandro thank you sandro thank okay. you sandro hopefully that worked <laughs> 2022 predictions <laughs> number one you know, hang on hang on, hang on. <laughs> crumbly you do a damn good fake keith impersonation <laughs> <laughs> number one both sam raimi's spider-man 4 star starring toby Maguire and andrew garfield's spider-man 3 will be announced Sony will also shoehorn Venom into Garfield's... Me what? Oh, God. <laughs> you did what I did. I thought the cat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you did what I did. <laughs> into Garfield's movie. <laughs> because it's Sony and nothing is sacred. Number oh, two, Jodie Whittaker is a big liar who lied a lot and will be announced to appear in the 60th anniversary special. Hopefully. Number three, Jodie Whittaker will regenerate during the last episode of Chibnall's run, but something will go wrong leading to her and the 14th Doctor both being in the special. Number mm. four, Lydia West will be cast as the 14th Doctor. That's one of the names. Good day, good Number five, although we, we're currently really liking the idea of Lucy Lawless. Yeah. <laughs> Number five, Top Gun Colong Maverick will never be released. I mm. don't believe that movie exists. <laughs> just a trailer. Number six, original studio movies with budgets of over $100 million will continue to bomb Sandro will be sad. Yeah. Number seven, Sandro will stick to his New Year's resolution of going to see and support three original smaller movies in the cinemas for every one big budget studio blockbuster he buys a ticket for. Mm. This is just to keep me accountable. Good luck. <laughs> Number eight, the new Lord of the Rings show will look pretty but be very underwhelming. Yeah. Mm. Number nine, Fantastic Beasts 3, Dumbledore has a secret, will be awful and kill that prequel franchise mm. forever. J.K. Rowling will blame Marvel movies. Yep. <laughs> Number 10, Avatar 2 will actually be good Oof. and have plenty of groundbreaking visual effects as well as a fun story with characters that people will remember. It will <laughs> then bomb this. and Cameron will blame Marvel movies. <laughs> Number 11, the Game of Thrones prequel House of the Dragon will perform badly. Ooh. HBO will blame Marvel shows. Number 12, Michael Myers lives at the end of Halloween Ends. <laughs> Number 13, all the new Star Wars shows will be great and amazing and awesome. Aside from Bad Batch, Bad Batch will continue to be just pretty good. <laughs> okay. Number 14, borders will open and I'll be able to take one of my theatre shows to Edinburgh Fringe. Oh. This will mean getting to meet you all finally. Ah, oh, that'd be great. <laughs> you don't number, know us very well. <laughs> number 15, the best TV shows and best movies of 2021 episodes, hosted by Reese Parton, Adam Purcell and myself, mm. will be out on the Nerd Out podcast feed. Oh, wait, that's already come true. We've already recorded them. They're being edited right now. Well, I guess that prediction doesn't count then. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, as always, for being a great podcast. I hope these emails weren't too long 
or the prediction's too cynical. 2022 is going to be a good year. I can feel it in my bones. Talk to you soon, Sandro. Sandro, if the world ends tomorrow, my last thoughts will be of you and what a kid's prediction that was. Especially the one about William Shatner being Lord Supreme of Earth. Well, he is. Well, yeah. Or worship him. I thought he's working in an Amazon warehouse. Yeah, probably. Any more feedback? Yes, we have one here from Mr. M. Hi, Mr. M. M. Hello, team. It's me, Mr. M, with some very late predictions for the year 2022. Lay it on us. I was going to include my feedback on Eve of the Daleks, plus some good general comments on Babylon 5 and Star Wars, but those have to wait for next time. But first, let's take a look at what I predicted last year. Predictions. Ritaka will sign up for a fourth series, which will not air until early 2023. Chibul will not return as showrunner. Yeah, well, I yeah. got that half right. Yaz will meet a sticky end in series 13. Well, who knows what she got up to while they were stuck Dolly. in the 19th. <laughs> but no, I don't think this came true. George R. R. Martin will R. finally release The Winds of Winter, oh, but the huge weight and child. density of the book will cause a black hole to open up and the entirety of New Mexico is reduced to a desolate wasteland. Why New Mexico? Hmm. Don't know. I mean, who can tell the difference? Really, no. <laughs> Excuse I'm me. I'm feeling bad for New Mexico and I don't even know where it is. <laughs> Staggering, stories, States, it? Staggering Stories does not endorse hostility towards New Mexico. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit of a dump. Is it? I don't know. I've never been there. Uh, Donald Trump is revealed to be the new mutation of coronavirus sent back from the future to destroy us all. That yep. would explain mm, so much. I mean, tell the difference. Exactly. Really? <laughs> really, though. Fake Keith will be elected Prime Minister. Yes! Sadly, this is yet to happen. Aw. I'd vote. <laughs> so would I. I'd vote for me. Hmm. Fears. Chibnall will return for a Series 4. Nope. Phew. <laughs> <laughs> Due to the ongoing plague, production of Series 13 will be so affected we only get three new episodes. Well, sort of. Close enough. Three <laughs> specials, yeah. Karen Gillan's legs will gain sentience and turn against her, <laughs> throttling oh, her no. to death and taking up a life of crime. <laughs> as far as I'm aware, that hasn't happened. Mm. Well, if this did happen, then I missed it. <laughs> you never Although know. she did have quite a bit of crime in the, the film we watched, Gunpowder Milkshake. She did. She was quite a violent and, and she's in another up-and-coming film called Duel, yes, where yep. she's cloned. So it might have happened. It might well, have that, that's uh, court mandated it. the duel to the death. So it's court mandated. It can't be against the law. You know? It can't be illegal. <laughs> <That's true>. uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, hopes and dreams. Stanley Stills will start to release weekly podcasts. Not <laughs> <a> <laughs> hint, hint. No. no. What do you think we are? <laughs> another hope and dream. Karen Gillan will pose with a Dalek. Uh, Katie Manning? No. <laughs> that, we could oh, tell could be naked. Happen. Yeah, Adam still has. The Dalek will be, be naked. naked. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we could tell this didn't happen as Adam has the sort of use of his right arm. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Basically, it would be Karen Gillan with a handful of swarf eager. Yes. <laughs> naked yeah. Dalek. Yeah. Yeah. RTD will write new scripts of Big Finish. Even better. Technically, this is correct. It's close enough that I'm going to count it as a win. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) Kind of. Yeah, you can have that. We're in a good mood. (laughs) Yeah. Right, on to 2022, or at least the last 11 months of it. Predictions. The 13th Doctor and Yaz will engage in several hot, steamy and sticky lesbian encounters (laughs) in the 13th's final episode. I think you've been watching or looking at too much fan fiction. Mm, Too much slash fiction. Prompty fans to exclaim, what the flux is going on (laughs) RTD will announce a new six episode miniseries that will air around the 60th anniversary Mm. leading into several new Hooniverse series launching in 2024 I love the word Hooniverse the Marvel bubble will begin to burst with most of the Disney Plus series films being mutedly received that's because they're on Disney Plus they put them on something that people can actually see without having to fork out a fortune Seven ninety nine a month. Yeah, I don't. I don't want another one. You know, all these seven ninety nine a month add up. Mm. Fight, 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 yeah. fight, fight, fight. <laughs> you Purcell. We are friends. We can disagree with each other without resorting to violence. <laughs> 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 we've told you already. If you don't shut up, we're going to feed you to the plants. Yes. 
fake Keith will be exposed as having been a fake. A fake, <laughs> fake Keith, if you will. Oh my and the God, real sorry. fake Keith will Plot escape twist. her imprisonment and take the place of real Keith, becoming the fake real Keith, <laughs> if that makes sense. No, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> so if I'm a fake, fake Keith, mm. does that make me Keith? Wibbly wobbly. What does that make me? (laughs) Oh, too many responses. (laughs) Jodie Comer will be the 14th Doctor. Is that allowed? Have two Jodies back to back like that? We had two Bakers, but they weren't back to back. They weren't back to back. So, (laughs) (laughs) the only reason Jodie Comer can't be the Doctor is because we've already had a Jodie. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Fears. David Tennant will be the 14th Doctor. Oh, you've Whoa. been listening to the rumours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fresh off the success of Far From Home. Spoiler music. Tra-la-la-la-la. Marvel will announce new films for Maguire and Garfield. Not the cat. Not the cat. <laughs> <laughs> Which will be way too much fan servicing for my liking. The head of Pertwee will finally regenerate into the head of Baker. Ooh. Oddly Ooh. Colin, not Tom. <laughs> oh. he's, he's his own head. Mm, he doesn't yep. follow anyone's rules. No. Tom Baker won't die, Hooray. but will sacrifice Peter Davison as Boom. part of his deal with the devil. <laughs> <laughs> Hopes and dreams. Karen Gillan, we the 14th Doctor. <laughs> Could cope with that. Yeah. Wibbly wobbly. Hmm. Oh, <laughs> it's going to confuse the hell out of Adam. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think he'd get Good over way. it. Yeah, it'd be fine, be fine. House of the Dragon will actually be good. Hope so. Marvel will announce a new Daredevil series on Disney Plus. Okay. That's all for now, folks. Mr. M. Thank you, Thank Mr. You, Mr. M. M. Thank you, Mr. M. P.S. Oh. Oh. oh, yeah. One more hope. That Stanley Stories begin to release daily podcasts. Tell you what, if you just bring us all up in the morning yeah. and we'll just talk to you for five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> The Daily Stagger. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Good morning and welcome to the Staggering Stories. It, it is that breakfast time. Woo-hoo. Let me go. <laughs> right, we would love to hear from some more of you, so do write to us. Where can they write to us, Keith? No, don't say anything. I'll tell them. It's a show. <laughs> At Staggering Stories. Dot net. <laughs> <laughs> Lead us out, Crumbly. And so, dear listeners, that brings us to the end of another podcast. But never fear, in the next one there'll be more of the same. Oh, God. (laughs) More fun, frivolity and jollity, more news and reviews, more who old and new. So until that... F the flatulent, because I'm a (laughs) grown-up. Not a 12-year-old boy. Fart. You said fart. (laughs) Flabbergasting. Frog comes frolicking fraptuously towards us. (laughs) Frantically. In a frappuccino. Fleeing from Freddo the chocolate frog. (laughs) Yum, yum. They've they've made revival, they have. They have. They're not 5p anymore. I'm blimey, no. (laughs) (laughs) Wouldn't be like it in my day. Towards us. (laughs) (laughs) This is me, Crumbly Sam. Be seeing you. Farewell. Goodbye. Bye-bye. You have been listening to the Staggering Stories podcast series one number 386 featuring Adam Purcell, Andy Simpkins, Fake Keith, Stephen Clare and the real Keith Dunn. The views expressed here are those of the speakers and don't necessarily represent those of the other speakers or the site. No copyright infringement is intended and this has been an El Presidente and Fake Keith production for www.staggeringstories.net. <laughs> I finished watching Hawkeye. It was very, very good. And yeah. Velma was Mrs. Hawkeye. Yeah. Yeah, she has been for a while. Yeah. yeah. When I went to play it, it had no sound. Had you turned the volume up? I checked that <laughs> and everything. <laughs> oh, Skid Row. Yeah. 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 Which mm-hmm. is an actual place. Is it really? Okay. I did mean to look it up. The Murder Hotel. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's on That's Skid on Skid Row, Row isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. The murder hotel. The, um, <laughs> oh. As a couple of years yeah. ago, uh, footage from a Korean Japanese woman acting very strangely in the lift shaft, and then she was like, <laughs> the lift, lift, shaft, well, in the lift, and then <laughs> okay. she was found <laughs> later in dead in the, in water, the tank. water tower. Hmm. Oh, okay. And uh, you know, certain certain residents of the hotel had drunk her. 
Accidentally. Right, yeah. <laughs> she, she yeah. Was well, she's slightly bloated. Um, yeah, probably. probably. We, we, we didn't yeah. see, but... Ooh, but yeah, quickly they caught her. That, yeah. that, hotel, that hotel was on Skid Row. Ah. So it's an actual place. There's a fan theory out there on YouTube that the Snowpiercer, the film, is a sequel to Charlie and the Chocolate oh, Factory. Yes. Oh, right, OK. That brilliant. <laughs> and finally, we have a question from a Mr Jones of Northamptonshire about his talking succulent. I, I can't be a Mr Jones. Mm-hmm. If you want me to do that, yeah. <laughs> as, as there are three other broken voices in the no, building. That's okay. <laughs> Bear with me. Talk amongst yourself while I can find the quote. Rubber, rubber, rubber. He doesn't know I memorised the quote. Uh-huh. <laughs> Come on, then. Did I, did, I didn't. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but I know what it is, kind of. Is it funny that I'm looking at a picture here of Tom Baker's costume... Um, and I can Getting tell... aroused. <laughs> yeah. That is a bit strange. No. Okay, yeah, we're, we're going to have to book tickets to that. Yeah. Defo. <laughs> no, no, sorry. <laughs> Why did you look at me and say that? Could have been worse. <laughs> Wanker. <laughs>